Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well... We're Welcome into the Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. Got a lot of great stuff planned. I say that every day. I think it's like a crutch word for me, just saying I have a lot of great stuff planned. But instead of just saying that, I'll just tell you what I got planned. So 3.20 today, we'll continue our preview of every South Carolina and Clemson opponent this season. Yesterday we did Coastal Carolina, today we will do Furman. As I have got lined up, the play-by-play voice of the Furman Paladins, Dan Scott, will join us at about uh, about 3.23 today. We'll talk about the Paladins and uh, how they're going to do this season give you an idea of what Clemson is going to face when they face the Furman Paladins. Now, I know everybody's going to be like, well, Rob, come on, man. Those are That's an FCS team. Clemson's the number two team in the country. Yeah, I know that. But I promised that we would have interviews with uh, and previews for every opponent that Clemson and South Carolina play. So, since we had Furman and Coastal on Friday... We will have Kyle Funderburk from Dog Nation. He'll be on to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. What is Kirby Smart cooking in Athens? They're hoping it's a national title. The Gamecocks are hoping that it's not, as they want to try to win that game and get a jump start in the SEC East. Also on Friday, Matt Smith from SouthernPigskin.com will join us. He put out some interesting predictions the other day that are going to make Gamecock fans angry. I mean, the more and more I the more and more I read it, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is going to make some Gamecock fans angry. And we're going to have the gentleman on with me on Friday. Now tomorrow, once again, because I'm going to have someone that's going to basically tell you Gamecock fans that your season's going to be mediocre. Tomorrow, I have got the Gamecock apologist, the man, the myth, the legend, the Russian. The comrade, Mike Dabreski, joins us tomorrow. Shout out to the folks watching on Facebook Live. Chris, David, uh, Dina, who's calling me a nerd. Yes, as a matter of fact, I am a nerd. Thank you for uh, pointing that out, Dina. Nerds run the world, by the way. My cousin Chris checking us out today. Got some family action going on over there on Facebook Live. So we're going to start since, you know, it is football season. I've got the stuff with the NCAA For once, the NCAA has done something that's not stupid. Congratulations! It's only taken you how long? It's crazy. Elvis also checking us out on Facebook Live. He's alive. Look at that. So they finally did something that's correct. But you know what? If you're going to rule on basketball, don't do it at the start of football season. Because no one's going to care. It's football season. I'll get into that stuff later and how it will affect you. 
Yeah, you, because it's going to affect the way that uh, certain players can be recruited. Also, if you get in trouble, it's going to affect that too. But I have in my hand, this is something from ESPN.com. It's their playoff predictor. These are teams that have the best chance to make the playoffs. They've got Clemson as having the best shot. I mean, no surprise there. Clemson's been one or two in every poll that we've seen so far this season. And i got to be completely honest with you. If you look at all of the hype that's behind Clemson, they have to just go out and play now. Because it's not an issue of not being respected. Everybody in the world is saying Clemson's a great team. They're, the be- they're one of the best teams. So they're going to have to go out and actually prove it. They're double-digit favorites in every game that they play. Yeah, so that's awesome. But here's the thing. you got to go out and prove it. So if Clemson doesn't get to the college football playoff, it's a disappointing season. It really, really is. So this college football playoff predictor is kind of interesting. It goes on a couple of different items, the strength of record, how much the teams have accomplished, the FPI, which is how good they are, the number of losses, conference championships. Huh. That's an interesting concept, considering the fact that the national champion last year couldn't even win their own conference. And the independent status, which is Notre Dame, which can't be a conference champion, but there's definitely something in there. Here's the interesting part. They say that the Clemson Tigers have a 67% chance to make the playoff. I completely agree. And I would be stunned if they didn't make the playoff. Also, Alabama's at 47%. Georgia's at 46%. They have Notre Dame at 42% to make the playoff. I've just not seen it. Huh. It says in the article, Notre Dame is better than people think. It doesn't boast the, uh, the best offense, but the Irish actually ranked 12th in offensive efficiency last season. Yeah, so I guess that's... Um, that's important, the offensive efficiency. Oof. Don't tell Gamecock fans that because uh, their offense was horrible last year. You know, went from 99th to 104th. Let's see here. They've got uh, Georgia at 46%, Notre Dame at 42 The Washington Huskies at 41%. Now, here's the interesting part about that. The Washington Huskies play Auburn at the beginning of the season, who, according to this predictor, has a 17% chance of making the uh, making the playoff. A lot of that has to do with the fact that they play Auburn, excuse me, that they play Washington, and they play Alabama. So they have essentially two knockout games there. As I think they also play Georgia, too. So a lot of it's got to do with their schedule that's ahead of them. Auburn's got a kind of a tough schedule looking ahead of this season here. We'll have some folks on to talk about some Auburn stuff with us as we uh, move down the line a little bit here. But here's the interesting thing, though. To win the championship, they say Clemson's got a 24% chance. Alabama's got a 14% chance. Georgia has a 13% chance. And Notre Dame is at 10 to win the whole thing. Now, the Russian's on the uh, Facebook Live, and he says, Wait, why is such a difference between Clemson and Alabama? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they think Al- Clemson has a better team than Alabama. I don't know. Maybe it's because Alabama has to play in the uh, – in the Alabama has to play Auburn, one of the teams that's there in the top uh, 10 here. I don't know. I really don't know. 
But looking down the line here, they, they say that Notre Dame is a surprise contender and the Big 12 is in trouble of not even making the, uh, making the playoff. I think we're at a point now where we needed a little bit better than four teams here in the playoff. It's, it's at that point. If, if we move to six or eight, you're not going to hurt any feelings because you're going to leave a Power 5 conference champion out. I don't think, and this is going to make SEC fans a lot really angry, because let's be honest, especially around here, South Carolina fans, they like to ride the SEC coattails because that's pretty much all they got. You don't have a lot of conference championships down there in South Carolina. So you ride the SEC coattails, and you'll hear people talk about, oh, it's wonderful that the SEC has all these teams in the playoff. You shouldn't have more than one team in the playoff. You get one per conference. That's it. That's what it should be. Now, it's probably not going to be that way, but that's the way that it should be. So, as we look at the rest of this, they're worried about the Big 12 not getting a team in, and then it talks about the SEC double-dipping again. I'm not for any conference double-dipping. If you can't win your conference title, and I've said this before, maybe they can have a meeting, I don't know, and determine, look, this is the the team that we have that should make the playoffs. Try that. But the idea of putting two teams in to the playoffs for one conference kind of shuts off a portion of America. You know, I interviewed Samoa Joe yesterday from the WWE, and he point-blank said, College football sucks out West because unless you're an alumnus, you don't care. He's right. He's absolutely right. So the questions I have for you today is, is that do you think the SEC should be able to double dip? Or should it be you have one team from your conference, that's it, in the playoff? And do you agree with Clemson having the, uh, the best odds? At 67% to make the playoff. The number to dial is 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 if you want to get involved with the program today. At about 320 today, we will have on with us the play-by-play voice of the Furman Paladins, Dan Scott. He will talk about the Paladins and uh, what they're going to bring to Clemson. And I think we're all in um, – it, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Paladins, Okay. But the Paladins are in a really good conference in the SOCON. And if you follow the FCS at all, it just makes sense. They are just really good. They've got a, a, about, what, four teams in there? I think three teams in the FCS top 25 that are in the top 12. Furman's at, like, number 19, something like that. So that's going to be interesting. We'll, uh, we'll chat with him in just a little bit. Um, also, as I said earlier, we'll have uh, Kyle Funderburg on from Dog Nation on Friday as he will uh, break down the Georgia Bulldogs and how Kirby Smart has uh, gotten the ball rolling really, really quick over there at Georgia as they've gone from an 8-9 win team to, hey, we're playing for the playoffs, we're playing to win the entire thing. So... Make sure you follow on Facebook Live this afternoon because there's a lot of dumb things that are being said there. Make sure you uh, check that out. 
If you like comedy, go over and check out Facebook Live. Because over there, you're going to find a bunch of folks that are basically, they're confused as to what team they should like right now. Because they're all riding the S. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. SEC coattails. So they're just picking out their favorite SEC team, and that's it. So go over there and check that out. It's like a big SEC haven. If you're part of that SEC haven over there and you want to join the show... Feel free to call at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. I'm not in the camp of any team having two teams in the playoff. I think that's just not right. If you don't win your conference title, you don't deserve to be there. Why have a conference if the conference championship doesn't mean anything? I've talked about that before. It just doesn't make any sense. So... We can get into that this afternoon. Also on the plate, we'll talk about the new college basketball policies the NCAA is putting in. Some of them actually make sense, which is a rarity for the NCAA because normally they're riding North Carolina's coattails. They're sort of like a lot of the SEC folks that are following, uh, following me live today. So let's answer some of the questions that I've gotten. Some of them says, why don't you bring up the ACC double-dipping? Because, sir... You're obviously not listening. I don't think that any conference should double dip. I know listening is hard for SEC fans, for some of them. The ones that, you know, spend their entire time talking about Alabama's the best and blah, blah, blah. Those folks. So I don't think the double dipping is a great thing at all. I really don't. But you know something? One of the biggest games of the season may come in the first week of the season That Washington-Auburn game is going to be huge in the Chick-fil-A kickoff. Auburn has the capability of basically shutting out the Pac-12. I mean, they they could theoretically shut out the Pac-12 from the championship conversation in week one of the season if they go up there and they blow out Washington. Don't put it past Auburn. Would not surprise me. Auburn's a very interesting team. Sometimes they do really well. Sometimes they're mediocre. Either way, they're still still a pretty good football team. And they have the capability of doing something with Washington. But Washington also has the capability of basically putting the SEC on notice. I think if Washington can run through their schedule, it'll be hard for the SEC apologists to say, hey, we should double dip again especially if they can handle Auburn in the heart of SEC country. 803-978-1832. It's interesting at the bottom of the standings here, or or, of the predictor, they've got Southern Cal with a 2% chance, Oklahoma State with a 1% chance, Florida State, and Oregon. Interesting. And the Texas Longhorns at 3%. That's... uh, that's crazy. Crazy stuff there. I think there's going to be some of those teams that finish about 8-4. and four. 
not even sniffing the playoff. Big response to my interview yesterday with the WWE Samoa Joe. If you missed it, you can check it out on the podcast. It's at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. Really a cool little interview there. We find out about how he travels on the road. Some interesting stuff. They will be at the Colonial Life Arena uh, next Monday night. So if you want to go and check out some, uh, some wrestling, you can have at that. So when we come back, we're going to have Dan Scott on from Furman. But uh, if you want to get in real quick here on the playoff predictor with Clemson at the top, feel free at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to dial. If you want to get involved with the program, I'm taking a beating over here. These guys love to... Uh, to comment but not actually call and, uh, and put their hat in the ring. So uh, we'll ignore them for a little bit. We can do that. Also this afternoon, I've got some uh, interesting stuff on uh, the preseason for the NFL. There's some interesting games coming up tomorrow night. We'll break down some of those. Some of those are kind of important. The Carolina Panthers-Buffalo Bills game is very interesting. And I've got a question, too, for you. There are some interesting free agents out there. Brashad Breland's still out there on the on the uh, on the wood pile. Also, Des Bryant's on the wood pile. A 29-year-old former Pro Bowl receiver can't find a job in the NFL right now, probably just because of his attitude. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. And if you want to get involved in any of this stuff this afternoon, I've also got another thing on uh, social media. You know, up at Clemson, uh, the Clemson team goes silent on social media during the, uh, the football season. West Virginia's quarterback, uh, Greer, Will Greer, has decided that he's not going to do the social media thing this fall either. Do you think that's something that takes away from these kids? Or should they have the ability to uh, to do their thing and actually get on social media? I don't know. One end, you think uh, when I was 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, I wasn't exactly the brightest light in the tunnel. On the other end, you got to think uh, it may take away from what they're trying to do. You know, or you could think, well, they have to learn how to deal with it because that's part of life now. So we'll talk some social media stuff later on. Don't forget to catch the uh, show that follows me this afternoon. That would be Lawton Swan with Clemson Sports Talk. He's got some great Clemson stuff this afternoon he'll go over with you. But it's not just a Clemson show. It's a good show. So check that out. He'll be on with you from 4 to 6 today. So we're going to take a quick break when we come back. The play-by-play voice of the Furman Paladins, Dan Scott, will join us. We'll talk about Furman as they get set for their matchup with Clemson. The Paladins have an interesting schedule this season. Three teams that made the FCS playoffs, and you start your season with a trip to Clemson. So we'll talk with Dan Scott about that and a lot more right here in just a moment. This is The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. 
Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. And welcome back into the rundown. We're going to head out to the hotline and welcome in the play-by-play voice of the Furman Paladins, Dan Scott. Dan, thanks for joining us today on the rundown, man. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me, man. How you doing? Good, man. I appreciate you uh, joining us today. I've been doing previews for each team that South Carolina and Clemson will play this season. And uh, it comes up with Clemson uh, playing the Paladins. And I tell you what, Furman's ranked in a couple of polls heading into the season. They finished 8-5 and five last year, but 6-2 and two in the SoCon. And it seems like they want to be able to try to carry over that momentum from the SoCon season heading into this season, right? Yeah, it was a uh, phenomenal turnaround for the program in Clay Hendricks' first year, you know, coming back home. And he uh, just accomplished, I think, just about everything he set out to accomplish in year one. Uh, the trick now is to carry it over into a second year, build momentum, build, you know, a program, not just a one year team. Okay, so they were picked to finish sixth in the SOCON last year, but they ended up finishing in the top 25 in the country. But let's talk a little bit about the SOCON. That is a tough, tough league. Well, yeah, I mean, you look, uh, there are three teams ranked inside the top 25 of the FCS uh, poll by stats that just came out. Um, and by the time it's all said and done, you know, maybe maybe a couple of other teams that might be deserving of some consideration. I, I think a lot of people thought when Appalachian State and uh, Georgia Southern and Elon all left the conference uh, a few years ago that the conference was going to fall flat on its face. In fact, there were some conversation around that uh, went along the lines of, you know, should they still get an automatic bid to the playoffs with their champion? But what's happened is the conference has bounced back nicely. Um, You've had uh, in recent years a Chattanooga resurgence. Wofford has been Wofford. Mercer has come into the league and been very competitive. And now Furman, I think, is is headed back where uh, most people believe Furman should be. The conference. All of a sudden, you look up, and the Southern Conference is as good as maybe it's been in a long time. So the the Paladins do have a tough schedule this season. They play three games against FCS teams that uh, made the top, made the uh, playoff last year. But then they've got that big road trip to Clemson as well. I mean that that is a tough, tough schedule. A third of your schedule is really tough. Yeah, but, you know, that's uh, not something that's all that unusual. I mean, first of all, all FCS teams are going to play with games. Um, they're they're going to play a game that, that's that's going to get them a big check uh, to help with like, department costs. So for us this year, it was the uh, it was the Clemson game. And then, you know, you, you look at uh, the rest of the schedule, I think that's just – inside the Southern Conference, and we just talked about the strength of the conference, um, That that's where a lot of that schedule strength is coming from. Plus, Elon, a former Southern Conference member who we played twice last year, lost in the regular season and beat in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I don't think there's any any uh, trepidation about playing that kind of schedule because we saw what happened last year. Tough schedule at the beginning started off 0-4, and then turn around and won seven games in a row heading down the stretch of the season. 
So you, uh, I wanted to ask you about that. How important is that money game? You mentioned you mentioned that uh, every team plays one of them throughout the season, but I mean, this really goes and funds a good portion of the athletic department, right? Well, it, it certainly helps. It depends on the size of the contract uh, that uh, that you sign. Um, you know, this particular game is not going to be as lucrative for us as the next time we play Clemson in about three seasons. Two different athletic directors negotiate. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. ...two different contracts, but still... I mean, uh, the the amount of money that we'll take out of this one is, is nothing to sneeze at. And yeah, it, look, when you are uh, an FCS school and you don't have a major television contract, and we we're just talking about this around the office today, you've got to find ways to survive, and 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 not just survive, but to to thrive without that big television money. And you know, the the programs at Furman have taken ownership of really taking their uh, fundraising to another level. Uh, And then obviously games like this certainly help. So for Clemson fans, when they sit down at their seat in Death Valley this season, tell us about some of the playmakers we could see on both sides of the ball for the Paladins. Well, on my show today, uh, I was actually talking about Furman's defense, and I acquitted uh, or acquainted Furman's defense with with a good baseball team. A good baseball team. One of the things you look for defensively, you know, I'm talking about, is is strength up the middle. You know, baseball, it's it's your catcher, your second baseman, shortstop, and your center fielder. How good are you up the middle? I think when you look at Furman up the middle, they're going to be as good as anybody at our level. Jalen Reed really could be playing at a lot of different schools at larger at a larger level than ours. Our uh, redshirt senior nose tackle. Our sophomore uh, middle linebacker, one of the two middle linebackers, Elijah McCoy, uh, who was pressed into a starting role in week five last year as a true freshman, had never been a linebacker came down from the safety position and and took to it like he had been there all his life. And, and then uh, our senior safety, uh, Akil Anur. So when you, when you kind of look down the middle of our defense, you see an awful lot of talent and, and uh, some significant experience at two of those three positions. And the defense is going to return, I think, uh, 15 of the top 22 in the depth chart from a year ago, maybe maybe it's maybe it's uh, more like 17 of the top 22 in the depth chart. Bunch of guys got a lot of playing time last year early out of necessity because of injuries uh, at, at 
couple of junctures in the season, you look up, you got seven freshmen on the field on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so you know, there, there are a lot of guys there who have some significant experience. Um, so Chinadu uh, Oconia led us in sacks. He's back. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think defensively that's going to be initially – the, the strongest part of this offense, and only because you've got some unproven guys uh, at, at a couple of big spots, including quarterback. Uh, there, there's a quarterback's um, race developing right now between veteran Harris Roberts and redshirt freshman Jamar Lincoln. Um, there, there are going to be some new looks at wide receiver with the departure of Logan McCarter, uh, some, uh, a new look at tight end. Uh, with uh, with the departure there, so that there are some some holes, but the one thing they do return is Keelan Dirks, the big fullback, who really established himself starting in Week Five last year, and and, and this is an offensive system that's going to allow itself. Uh, it's good, it's going, there are going to be plays out there to be made, and, and you know one thing we saw a year ago. Uh, with P.J. Blazjowski, who, who was the quarterback, um, the 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 first three or four games of the season, you could tell he was still getting accustomed to the system. But when things clicked in Week Five, he stopped missing big throws, uh, and, and you know the running game started coming on. It's just a system that's going to provide for plays. And you just have to hope that the guys who are going to be new at positions can step in and make them. All right, Dan Scott, the play-by-play voice of the Furman Paladins. Dan, I appreciate you taking a little time with us today, giving us a little bit of flavor on uh, how the Paladins are going to be this season. Thanks so much, buddy. All right, no problem. Thank you. All right, so there we go. Dan Scott, you can follow him um, on Twitter, and it's at Dan Scott Show. So you can check that out on Twitter. I'll, uh, I'll tweet some of that stuff out here in just a little bit. If you want to learn more and more about the Paladins, the Paladins are – an interesting team playing in the SoCon. And, you know, we mentioned the um, with Wofford and, and Chattanooga being as strong as they are. Let's not forget about the Citadel. The Citadel is always a pretty good football team down there in Charleston. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the new NCAA college basketball policy, including players uh, where players can get agents. That's kind of interesting. All that and a lot more in just a moment. You are listening to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Now, more of The Rundown. Check out Rob's blog at foxsportsradio1400.com. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Thanks for checking us out this afternoon. If you want to get involved with the show, give us a call at 803-978-1832. We'd love to chat with you for just a little bit. Several different things that are hanging out there. First of all, thanks to Dan Scott, the play-by-play voice of Furman, for joining us this afternoon to talk about the Furman Paladins, the first opponent of the season for Clemson. Tomorrow, I'll have the Gamecock apologist, the comrade Mike Dabreski, in studio. He will tell us all kinds of great things about South Carolina. Some of them are just way out there. Some of them may be true. We'll find out tomorrow when he joins us. But on Friday, Kyle Funderburg from DogNation.com will join us to talk about uh, the Georgia Bulldogs 
and what Kirby Smart is cooking up over there in Athens. Also, Matt Smith from SouthernPigskin.com will be with us on the show on Friday. He's got some interesting picks for both South Carolina and Clemson. Um, he's kind of vanilla with his Clemson pick, but his pick for South Carolina is kind of interesting. And um, I'll have him on, and he can he can defend his pick of where he's got the Gamecocks, and then uh, we'll go from there. Now, i got a couple of different stories here that are kind of uh, interesting to me anyway. Um, and it's kind of just like kind of news flash stories. The first is... Isaiah Wright. Isaiah Wright was a running back in that Netflix documentary, Last Chance You. It's amazing when you follow some of these players that are on any any kind of show or anywhere in college. I mean, I was talking about Will Greer earlier. When he signed his letter of intent to go to Florida, he thought he'd be a Gator forever. Now he's up in West Virginia. So it's amazing how life can take you to different spots. Wright pleaded guilty to one count of facilitation of aggravated robbery, was facing a murder charge, but that was dropped. He's going to get out of jail, and it's unclear whether or not he'll attempt to restart his football career, but he's only 20 years old. So he has the opportunity to uh, get back in the mix on that. And then you have the story of Baylor. They denied a report that the university lawyers recommended a one-year self-imposed bowl ban after the investigation into sexual uh, sexual assault allegations made against former Baylor football players. Here's the interesting thing with that. Do you want your kid going to Baylor at all? I mean, they went 1-11 last season with, uh, with Matt Rule as their coach. They're talking about they're going to be better this year because the quarterback has progressed. But when I look at Baylor now, I mean, let's not forget that they had the basketball player where one of the basketball players killed another basketball player. I say shut it down, man. (laughs) Would you send your daughter to Baylor? Mm, Nope. A one-year bull band, yeah, that probably should happen. (laughs) With all of the the tomfoolery and, and silliness and craziness that was going on there at Baylor. It's so bad, the head coach had to go to Florence, Italy. Art Browse is coaching in Florence, Italy this year. I don't even think they know what American football is in Florence, Italy. But he's going to be over there teaching, uh, working, or something. The allegations were so bad, he had to go to Florence, Italy. Shout out to my buddy Shane, watching on Facebook Live this afternoon. Thanks for checking in, sir. You can join the program there as well, or by calling 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. My television tomorrow night will be popping because I've got tons of NFL preseason games that I'm going to watch. And it's so cool because I'm going to DVR a bunch of them. One of them that I'm going to check out tomorrow has to be, or one of the first preseason games that I really want to look at, is obviously my Tennessee, uh, my Green Bay Packers who are playing the Tennessee Titans tomorrow in their first game of the season. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, I don't want to be like Terrell Owens and say, well, he's my quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers is already lighting up his new receivers. Check out this. He said this after practice this morning. 
It was one of the worst card sessions we've had. Um, I don't know how you can make it any simpler. We literally have what the play would be in our terminology on the card. And the effort level is very low, uh, especially what I'm accustomed to having run that period for a number of years. So it's uh, not a good start for us on, on the card period um, for the young guys. You know, I think uh, uh, Yancey has really progressed. Um, GMO. Um, obviously 16, but uh, everybody else was uh, kind of piss poor. He just called his entire receiving core piss poor. That is what Aaron Rodgers, who every year is, unless he's injured, is in the thick of the MVP race. He basically just looked around the locker room and said, yeah, I'm not really confident in any of you guys. Do you have a problem with that? Like your star player calling out everybody? And Aaron Rodgers is kind of, I don't really know what the term is, but he he seems kind of aloof sometimes. He kind of seems like he's better than everybody else. You can't deny the guy's talent. That's not up for discussion. You can't deny his drive and his, his want to win. But think about your team. If you're a Panthers fan, would you want Cam Newton coming out and basically saying, yeah, our team sucked today? And not enough effort today. I don't know if I'd want that or not. I go back to what Ronald Reagan used to say. You don't bash a Republican in, in, in public. You may go behind closed doors and like have your conversation there. You know what? You were a real idiot today. I'm not going to tell everybody else out there that you were an idiot. But just so you know, you're an idiot. That that happens. That that. I think that should happen, but standing in front of the media and basically telling all of your guys, uh, yeah, you suck, because that's pretty much what he did. Or you could go with it from the mentality of maybe he's trying to motivate him a little bit. Maybe Aaron Rodgers sees that he's 34 years old and, you know, father time is undefeated. I know Tom Brady's out there playing until he's, he's 41 now. But look at it from this perspective. How many years has he got left? He doesn't have time to be out there messing around in training camp with a set of wide receivers that are playing like they don't want to be there. So I will definitely be checking out that game with the Green Bay Packers um, tomorrow night. Some other interesting games, the Carolina Panthers will be playing the Buffalo Bills. They're on the road there. I don't think the starters will play maybe a quarter or so. Interesting to see uh, how many carries Christian McCaffrey will get or if he'll play at all. How much will uh, Cam Newton get out there? Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Bills, can he go out there and break the J.P. Losman insert quarterback here that you've never heard of thing that's gone on since Jim Kelly left uh, the Buffalo Bills? Steelers at Eagles, that'll be interesting. So Carson Wentz uh, will not be playing much. He's still rehabbing from off-season knee surgery. Uh, Nick Foles has got issues with his muscle spasm in his neck. So you're going to see two guys, Nate Sudfield and Joe Callahan, running the offense. What is it? Fly, Eagles, fly with your third and fourth string quarterback. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, The Washington Redskins playing at New England. 
Tom Brady may play one series. He may not play at all. Houston on the road at Kansas City. I don't know how much he's going to play. I don't know if Jadavion Clowney is going to play. It's going to be an interesting game, though, playing at Kansas City. Will they cut J.J. Watt loose for a series or two? Because as soon as the preseason starts, you look up three weeks later, and it's over. And you got to play some real games. So some interesting matchups there tomorrow. Dallas at San Francisco. That'll be interesting. What can Dak Prescott do out there? Minnesota at Denver. That's on Saturday. Friday night, Atlanta will play at the Jets. And then you got the Lions at the Raiders. That's also on Friday night. So all kinds of good stuff there. And a lot more in just a moment. We'll be right back on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. A laundry list of folks, man, have been uh, with us this week. And it's just going to get busier as we move closer and closer to football season. So before I get back into the couple other little things I've got here, shout out to my buddy Lawton Swan walking down the hall. He'll be back this afternoon from 4 to 6 with Clemson Sports Talk. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. Make sure you check him out today. Gamecock fans peek over the fence. They listen to Clemson Sports Talk. I hear that Mike, uh, Mike Dabreski will be in tomorrow. He is like Clemson Sports Talk's like number one listener. Huge Gamecock fan, but he likes to peek over the fence, check out what's going on with Clemson. So make sure you uh, check it out as well. Lawton's got some great stuff planned for you this afternoon. As you get set for your ride home, I've got to talk about Farm Bureau Insurance for a second. The Chapin Farm Bureau Office, I tell you what, man, we're getting to that point where we're going to head into hurricane season. Last season was brutal. And you know what? If your house gets flooded, that may not be covered under your homeowner's insurance. Yeah, that's true. So when's the last time you actually had your insurance checked up on? I mean, actually gone through it. And looked at it. Because I'm be completely honest with you. As far as my insurance goes, I know it comes out of uh, my checking account on the 15th of the month. And when it comes out on the 15th, I just think, okay, that's the insurance and that's it. But you need to stop and check it out for a minute. It doesn't take long. Call Heather Brewerton and Brent Branham at the Chapin Farm Bureau Insurance Agency. 803-345-5756. They can look over your insurance and make sure it's right. That way, when something does happen to you, it's not that hard. You know that the Farm Bureau Insurance Agency out in Chapin will make sure you get your stuff right. So give Brent and Heather a call today, 803-345-5756, or stop in. They're on Old Chapin Road in Chapin, the Chapin Farm Bureau Insurance Agency. All right, the last couple of things I've got for today. As I'm just getting blistered on Facebook Live, the show within the show is absolutely insane today. Check that out on Facebook Live. Uh, just follow me, Rob Sanders. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. I will have the podcast up for the show this afternoon, complete with that interview with Dan Scott, the play-by-play voice of the Furman, uh, the Furman Paladins. 
And in the next couple of days, I've got some really interesting stuff. Kyle Funderburg from Dog Nation will join us to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. That will be on Friday. Also, Matt Smith from SouthernPigskin.com joins us on Friday as well. The Gamecock apologist, the man that thinks Will Muschamp does nothing wrong. The comrade Mike Dabreski will join us tomorrow afternoon uh, in the 3 o'clock hour right here on the rundown. I'm so jacked up for preseason football tomorrow night. It'll be over. My jacked upness will be over probably first game starts at 7. I'm guessing by about 8.30 I'll be like, uh, uh, can we play some real football? All right, my last bit of thing I'm going to go with today, the NCAA announces a new college basketball policy. Congratulations, NCAA. Yay, good for you. I mean, you had to have Condoleezza Rice sit on a panel to try to tell you, hey, maybe we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't have the one-and-done rule. You really need a Condoleezza Rice for that? I mean, huh, let's see here. I could have gotten JR from WNOK, Jonathan Rush from our sister station on WCOS, uh, the guy that cleans our fish tanks here at iHeartRadio. We could have sat down, looked at the, uh, the stuff for the NCAA, and saved them a ton of money, and had Condoleezza Rice actually doing something that's more worthwhile to the planet than telling them, hey, maybe you should get rid of the one-and-done rule. Maybe. I don't know. This is an organization that continues to let North Carolina just put a bag over their head and beat them with it. They're sort of like a private pile in Full Metal Jacket. That's what the NCAA is. They're just laying on the bed as a disgusting fat person on the bed like private pile that's not even worth trying to, you know, make into anything viable. And North Carolina just comes and beats them in the face over and over and over and over and over again. That's how I see the NCAA. But they did do something well here. They're overhauling their process for investigating complex cases, sort of like the Bruce Bowen case. Yeah, now it won't take eight years for it to happen. So there you go. You can uh, work on that. That's uh, one of the things that they're working on. Also, they're allowing elite high school recruits and college players to be represented by agents. Huh, that's, that's kind of interesting. And while they're still playing, and they'll allow players to enter the NBA draft and return to school if they're undrafted. Now, that is a game changer. Because if you go, a perfect example of this is K.J. McDaniels from a couple of years ago was picked with the first pick in the second round, which means he gets no guaranteed money. One pick higher, he gets a guaranteed three-year contract. One pick lower, he doesn't. So this could be game-changing on that front. Of course, you've got the young man that played for South Carolina that he left early, whose name escapes me off the top of my head real quick. See, that's why I need my buddy, the comrade here. He can help me out with that. With the young man that left South Carolina. Wait, there we go. P.J. Dozier. That is the best example. He got some advice that said he should have went, and, and let's be honest, he probably shouldn't have. Could, have. could have came back to South Carolina. Imagine South Carolina's team last year with P.J. Dozier at the point guard spot. Wow, that is a much, much different basketball team. A much different basketball team. And he gets another year of seasoning under his belt. They can see that he can lead a team. He, his draft stock obviously would go up. And then there you go. 
it's good all the way around for just about everybody. So NCAA President Mark Emmert said in a statement, these changes will promote integrity in the game, strengthen accountability, and prioritize the interest of student-athletes over every other factor. No, stop it. Stop it. You don't care about the student-athletes, sir. You just care that CBS gives you $800 zillion for the NCAA to be as ineffective as you are. So stop with the whole thing about the student-athlete. All right, the comrade Mike Dabreski in studio tomorrow. Kyle Funderburg from Dog Nation on Friday. Matt Smith from southernpigskin.com will also be on the program with me on Friday. His pick for the Gamecocks, not very impressive over there at southernpigskin.com. I'll let him defend that. If you want to check out the uh, podcast, of course, the interview with Samoa Joe is already there. Also, you get the interview with Furman, uh, with the Furman play-by-play man. All that and more on the podcast. This is The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I'm Rob Sanders. I'll see you tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.